now, O son of man, I have set thee a watchman unto the house of Israel. Therefore, thou shalt hear the word of my mouth and warn them from me. Have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather expose them. Coming to you from an undisclosed location in Middle Tennessee and examining current events from a biblical perspective, this is Bible News Radio with your hosts, Randall and Stacy Harp. All right, hey everybody. I want to welcome you to today's edition of Bible News Radio. I am your sweet and lovable host. Yeah, I am. At least I'm trying to convince you of that. <laughs> anyway, hey, if you're new to the show, I am Stacy Lynn Harp, and I am the host of this show here on the internet. Uh, and I want to thank you guys for uh, joining me today for this special episode of our show. As we are going to air uh, an exclusive interview that I did with Dan Markell, who is the founder of Olive Tree Ministries out of Minnesota. Uh, last week, I was over at the Prophecy Watchers uh, Forum. Uh, over in Oklahoma, Norman, Oklahoma, and I got to uh, the opportunity to interview a whole bunch of people, and Jan was the first person uh, I wanted to air and share with you. You know why? Ladies first. I believe she was actually the only female speaker at the event, to my knowledge, unless I forgot somebody. I don't think I did. I think she was in. In fact, she recently had her own prophecy conference, uh, which you can actually view online completely all you gotta do is go to olivetreeviews.org that's her website you can go there check it out and uh and listen to some of the great prophecy uh, teachers of our day including jack hibbs uh, eric barger and a whole bunch of other guys that were there as well you guys will enjoy that we are actually going to be sharing with you in the coming days a number of the interviews that we did at the prophecy watchers uh, forum second annual blessed hope prophecy conference uh, and i hope i hope that you are blessed by the work that we've done here to bring back to you uh, the other thing we're going to do this hour is we're going to talk about some breaking news uh, that you may or may not have heard of uh, including the the sad news that ann graham lots has cancer and she's being treated for cancer we're going to talk about her she's the daughter of billy graham and we're also going to bring you a little bit of news about some Christian persecution that's taking place around the world. In fact, let me tell you something. If you're an American, you got to be easy. On your worst day as a Christian, even if you end up in jail, it's way better than your good day as a Christian in China, North Korea, Nigeria, and other places where Christians are being raped, imprisoned, and murdered for their faith in the same Jesus you proclaim. So we're going to talk about that a little bit as well. So do me a favor, share this out, people. Let other people know about it. Uh, and we're going to go ahead and get started here. And I'm going to share this out first on Facebook. <laughs> and Grover is welcoming everybody outdoors at our house. <laughs> it never fails. It never fails. It never fails. When you have a home studio and you got animals, they, they like to bark during the show. All right, so let me go ahead and share this out over here on Facebook first. Imagine if we had children here as well. Oh, I know. I know. You know, in show business, you know, there's this uh, old adage about not following children or animals because it's very unpredictable. When it comes to live media, well, <laughs> you get what you get. Yeah, well, you know, it's funny. One of the one of the things that uh, 
uh, that one of the cool things that actually happened, I'm going to take this out, I don't need this. One of the cool things that happened at the Prophecy Watchers Forum was that uh, Gary Stearman and Bill, uh, Bob Ulrich, Bill, where did that come from? Bob Ulrich, uh, they, they uh, were raising money uh, to get a new studio. In fact, they have the opportunity to buy the old TVN studios, uh, I believe they're in Oklahoma. And uh, anyway, they're going to steal of a price at a million dollars. They actually, they actually asked the the attendees of this conference to to pray about donating to it. And in one night, they raised over a hundred thousand dollars towards that. And one of the things that they talked about was how they originally started Prophecy Watchers basically out of a house, and how whenever they would try to do interviews, they were constantly interrupted by driving traffic and things like that. And I, I chuckle because, you know, we do this out of our house. We have loud noise outside. Sometimes yeah. the weather, you know, hits our windows. We don't have a sound and, studio. And what you see is based on two MacBooks, basically. And they still do it out of a house. They used to do yeah. it in, in Gary Stearman's dining room, I guess, in front of a fire place and they got a deal on a house in a, in a subdivision where they moved in a bigger house to do stuff you know doing shrink wrapping in the jacuzzi and you know various things and you know printing dvds in the bedroom anyway yeah but it's pretty cool that that with about a thousand people give or take attending that event they were able to raise over a hundred grand in one night yeah that says quite a bit that says a lot about the people that are committed to spreading the gospel and um blessing prophecy watchers which by the way you guys should if you're not a part of this ministry they are some of the most generous people in ministry uh, i actually have had the opportunity to well i interviewed all of the well almost all of the speakers i didn't I wasn't able to get them all but almost all of the speakers and every single one uh, told me uh, about how they have been blessed by the Prophecy Watchers ministry. So, you know, if you guys are not familiar with it, uh, check it out. Go to prophecywatchers.com, I think it is. Maybe it's .org. It's probably .org. Let me double check. Hold on a second. Pro well, no, I got prophecywatchers.com. It's probably both, though. You can probably go to both. Um, anyway, so it is. it is really cool that you can see you know, how little somebody can do with how much. Uh, I was actually talking to somebody earlier today, and they were like, um, I think they were a little bit shocked at how much Randall and I do with no money behind us, really. And I, uh, <laughs> no money comparatively, let's put it that way. We make under a $1,000 a month. Um, so, you know, when you get some sound, you get an animal barking, just consider the source. It's a home studio. Okay. All right. Anyway, I think personally, I think that's what gives us character, honestly. All right. So anyway, let's look at some of this news. This, this first, first, uh, the first thing I want to share in case you guys didn't know, I mean, this, this has been out. If you don't follow Christian media, then maybe you didn't know this, but Anne Graham Lotz, uh, who is one of the daughters of Billy Graham, she is beginning chemotherapy. Um, and she said in a recent article that she doesn't have any fear of death. Now raise your hand if you fear death. I actually don't. I, I don't fear death either. I feel I, what makes me anxious is the process of dying by which I might die, but actual death itself, I don't fear because I know where I'm going. But this is what Anne writes. Um, as Andrea, uh, this is what has written about her. As Anne Graham Lotz begins the next step in her cancer treatment this week, 
She reminds her followers that she does not fear death. In a blog post penned by Lotz on Tuesday, the daughter of the late Billy Graham informed her readers that she would be beginning chemotherapy treatment. Lotz wrote, my cancer journey continues as I began chemotherapy this week. My heart aches for the multitude of people who have also dealt with this deadly disease. Yet I am praising God for his keeping power and for your prayers that I know are sustaining me in a constant state of peace, joy, and expectancy of blessings along the way, she continued. The evangelist then goes on to say, I have been told that my prognosis is excellent, but to be honest, even if it wasn't, I can truthfully say I have no fear of death, none at all. Lotz goes on to share a story about her great-nephew Jack, who wrote a class report about the evangelist. When asked to write a report about someone who has greatly impacted his spiritual life, Jack's wrote that his great-aunt, Anne Graham Lotz, had taught him not to be afraid of death through her children's book, Heaven, God's Promise for Me. Seeing this report served as a reminder to Lotz that she too had no need to fear death. Lotz said her perspective on death is the same as the Apostle Paul when he declared, for me to live is Christ and to, to, God, to die is gain. That's Philippians 1.21. So, you know, I have to, uh, have to say that that is, you know, that should be um, the standard for every believer in Christ, um, that we don't fear death because Jesus overcame death and he conquered death. That's why he went to the cross, uh, so that he could cleanse us from all of our sin to die in our place and that that sting of death has been removed and that death can no longer, uh, have victory over us. And, uh, so with that said, um, Let's just go ahead and, and let's pray for Anne together and let's ask the Lord to continue to bless her and bring healing to her body as, it, as according to his will. Lord, I want to thank you for the ministry of Anne Graham Lotz and her dad, Billy Graham and Franklin Graham and all the whole Graham family. Um, Lord, we just lift up Anne to you right now. We ask that you would just bring complete healing to her in Jesus' name. Father, that the cancer um, that's in her body uh, that you would give the doctors wisdom and give the treatment success as you actually ordained it according to your will. Um, Father, I thank you for her witness to you. Um, and I ask that you just continue to grow her and nurture her in your, in your love and your faith and continue to draw people to you in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 I actually had the, the honor a number of years ago of meeting Anne Graham Lotz in person. And, um, and I found her to be very... Um, very serious she's very serious but she loves the lord and you know a lot of you if you're if you've been around the christian world for any length of time then you might know that i think one of the first books uh or series that got um that was very um Im impacted mm -hmm. it did it impacted the christian world was her book just give me jesus and her her series just give me jesus that's what she's really known for her her preaching series on that. And, and even Billy Graham actually said that uh, Anne is really the evangelist in the family, not her. Let's see, what are you looking for? I'm just hearing some white noise. like. But okay. I don't know. I don't know where it's coming from because I can't hear it. Anyway, can you guys hear me okay out there on Periscope? I should say hi to some of you that I can see. There's Sylvia, Mia, uh, Aaron, Jonathan, the Perry Hula Hoop Queen, Melanie, Stephen, and a couple of uh, other bots in there. Tasha, I think that looks like a sex bot, actually. Uh, 
Ah, uh, we can we can always count on the sex bots. You know what, sex bots, you need to come to Jesus today. Yeah, you do. Okay, okay, good. Oh, good, good. Aaron can hear us. Okay, if you haven't shared this out yet, will you, will you please take the time to do that? Let people know about it. All right, this next uh, this next uh, thing. Uh, hi, Adrian. Oh, you're in Bangladesh? How cool is that? All right, cool. Well, this this next story um, it comes from Jihad Watch. This is the... The website of Robert Robert Spencer, who's actually been a guest on our show, he's actually a really, really great guy, Christian believer. He takes on Islam all the time. Listen to this: in Nigeria, it says here, jihad group murders Red Cross worker, says kidnapped Christian girl will be their slave. Now, if you're on um, my text message list, which I highly encourage you to get on. Um, I have more interaction through via text message than anything. If you text the term Bible news, just that term together, Bible news, to 33222, okay? Thank you guys for inviting followers. Uh, if you text Bible news to 33222, you'll get on my text message list. What I try to do is send out a scripture or something encouraging once a day, and then I give you a show update. Sometimes I do other stuff too, but like I did a giveaway not too long ago. I did a, a surprise contest with my uh, with my followers on who are on my text message list. So if you're not yet there, please do it. Just you know, I, this is a little service I pray I I um uh, I pay for because I want to keep in touch with you guys. I love all you guys that joined. Uh, I I love all your text messages back. And by the way, when you join. Uh, by text, texting Bible news to 33222. Um, anytime I send out a text, you can re- you can respond to that text and I will get your message, just so you know. And I'll respond to you in most cases. So let's listen. Uh, uh, Robert Spencer writes this. This came out yesterday. He wrote, um, From today, ISWAP, I-S-W-A-P, said, uh, Sheribu, 15, and Nag... Gada, I'm not sure how to say it, a mother of two, are now our slaves. Based on our doctrines, it is now lawful for us to do whatever we want to do with them. Boko Haram is saying it is Islamic for them to keep these non-Muslim women as slaves. Surely some Islamic organization will issue a comprehensive refutation of this claim? No. Like CARE, the Council on American-Islamic Relations, where's the outrage? Care? Well, let me tell you, because CARE is actually uh, an Islamic terrorist front group that actually is here in America. Anyway, Boko Haram executes another Red Cross worker, says Leah will live as a slave. Um, According to this, it says the Islamic State West Africa province, that's ISWAP, that's what that stands for, a faction of Boko Haram has executed uh, Hawu Lee Man, an aid worker with the International Committee of the Red Cross, the cable, which is an organization, has been informed. The terrorists also vowed to keep Leah, the schoolgirl, as a, quote, slave for life, unquote, the cable exclusively gathered. In a short clip seen by a special correspondent of the cable, Lehman was forced to kneel down with her hands tied inside a white jihab, or hijab, rather, uh, has a crest symbol, and then shot at close range. In September 2018, the insurgent group killed Safura Ahmed, one of the three human, humanitarian workers abducted in Ron uh, Kalabalji, local government area of Borno, or Borno, 
state in March 2018 in a similar manner. Lehman, a 24-year-old midwife and a student of health education at the University of this May degree, was in the group that was abducted. Sorry, I'm butchering the names, but they're mostly Islamic and I don't know how to say them. Anyway, African. African. Iswap, in a short statement, said, We have kept our word exactly as we said by killing another humanitarian worker who is working with the International Committee of the Red Cross that were abducted during a raid on a military facility in Ron Kala, Belge, in March 2018. Uh, Sayafura and Ha-Uwa were killed because they are considered as apostates by the group because they were once Muslims that have abandoned their Islam. The moment they chose to work with the Red Cross and for us, there is no difference between the Red Cross and UNICEF. If we see them, we will kill the apostates among them, men or women, and chose to kill or keep the infidels as slaves, men or women. Leah and Alice will be our slaves. Meanwhile, Iswap has threatened to keep Sherabu as a slave. She's the only Christian among the 110 girls abducted at the Government Girls Science and Technological College in Dapchi Yobi State on February 19, 2018. While other, while other girls were released, she was kept back because she refused to renounce her Christian faith. And yet here in America, you got wimpy pastors who can't even say marriage is a man and a woman uh, because they're scared. Uh, so you got this 15-year-old girl who is threatened as a sex slave and other torture, and she refuses to renounce her faith. That's Christian people. There has been a global plea for her release. The group said in the statement that Alice uh, Nagada, a Christian who works with UNICEF, will also be kept as a slave. From today, uh, Iswap said Sharabu 15, and Nagada a mother of two, are now our slaves. Based on our doctrines, it is now lawful for us to do whatever we want to do with them, the group further said. This isn't unusual. Unfortunately, this is Sharia law. This is Sharia law. This is Islam, people. And anybody that tells you that Chrislam is, you know, godly and that Christianity and Islam can get along together, they're full of crap. And they're deceiving you because they can't. This is Islam. Islam basically gives the, the man the right to rape the woman anytime he wants. Anytime they engage in anything, you know, they go after the infidels. This includes Muslims who recant, who, who recant their faith. They basically are, quote, moderate Muslims. Those two, the, the radical uh, people who actually believe in Sharia law, those Muslims can actually be subjected to the same type of stuff that the Christians are. So... Um, you know, anybody that says to you Islam and Christianity are the same or deceived, <coughs> Rick Warren, and, you know, anything else, just saying, you know, this, this BS that you can walk around and fellowship with somebody in spiritual darkness who wants you dead. I mean, you guys will be having dinner with Satan, okay? I'm just going to say it that way. It's just that, you know? And, but, but honestly... Nobody in the Christian media world really wants to talk about it. You know, all these big mega churches that are out there, they just want your money. They don't want to talk about real Christian persecution. And you know what the scary thing is? And I was talking to somebody about this a couple days ago. This is coming to America. It's actually here in America. I was in Oklahoma a couple days ago, literally a couple days ago. And I took a picture 
of a Muslim couple that came into this, this, you know, fast food restaurant Randall and I were in. And the woman was in a full on, uh, hijab full on. I have the picture. I should, I should give the picture to Randall so he can actually, you know, go ahead and, uh, um, you know, put it up so you could see it. But I mean, it was creepy because this is a woman who is like oppressed, oppressed and, you know, is sorely deceived. Um, so I'm just going to say that is, uh, th this is the thing. And, and this is why we need to begin to wake up, right? We need to begin to wake up to what's really going on. Uh, because the Bible says when one part of the body suffers, we all suffer, right? And I don't see a whole lot of Christian, American Christians suffering with our brothers and sisters in Christ who are being persecuted like these women are, right? I mean, how the heck would you feel? Let's just like get real. Let's say you had a 15-year-old daughter, you know, and all of a sudden she was abducted by Islam because she refused to renounce her Christianity. What would you do? Well, if you're a normal parent, you'd be freaking out and you'd be trying to get the whole world to, to like pay attention to what Islam really is. Wouldn't you? Yeah, you would. Um, but but we, we need to be slapped out of our complacency here in America. That's, that's the truth right there. Um, and we need to be praying for the persecuted church day, daily because the persecuted church isn't just there, you guys. It's coming to America. Islam wants to overtake America by 2020. Sharia law is already being implemented here in America. Okay? It's already, it's already on our books. Keith Ellison and other Muslims in our government. More Muslims have run now for, for political seats uh, than ever before. And, you know, don't, you know, don't uh, be naive and think that we're not going to be on the receiving end of this at some point. I know, I know ministries, I know men of God who go outside of mosques here in America and they witness and guess what? They get thrown in jail. They get arrested. And you know what? It, you know, in uh, Dearborn, Michigan, or as a lot of people call it, Dearbornistan, this is like the Islam stronghold in America. Uh, you know, do you know there's a lot of people fleeing Michigan because of that? And also the marketing of Islam to America through TV shows and things like that. Oh, yeah, we're just a religion of peace. That's what we are. No, they're not. They're a religion of pieces. They want to cut you up in pieces. They want to behead you and they want to take you captive. And they want to make sure that they use the, the, these fear tactics in order to bring submission to people. But you know what? Here's the good news. The good news is that by the name of Jesus Christ, those demons in hell have to submit to him. And the other good news is that many people in the Muslim world are coming to faith in Jesus Christ. And, that's, and they're being set free, which is why a lot of these people, they will, they will walk away from Islam. And they will then um, declare and they will die boldly for Christ because they know the truth about who he is. In fact, we've had numerous former Muslims on our show, including Kamal Salim, Nani Darwish, um, and Walid Shubat, and others who have actually come out of that bondage. And, and they are yelling and screaming, jumping up and down, and they're trying to alert the world to what's really going on. And lest we say 9-11, we never, ever, ever, ever forget 9-11. Hello, people. Remember 9-11 when the Islamic terrorists knocked down the towers and all that? Okay, let's just say it. 
that is that is the thing right there. So 9-11, don't forget it, even though it's been a while. Okay? All right. Okay, so that's that's those are two stories. Um, so what we want to do now is I want to go ahead now that I give you guys a little bit of time to get in here. Um, I got to interview Jan Markell. And Jan Markell is a Messianic Jewish uh, believer, and she's been in Christian radio for, I think, at least 20 years, close to 20 years, if not a little bit longer, maybe a little bit less. Um, anyway, I've been a, a acquainted with Jan for a number of years. Um, I actually did an interview with her a number of years ago on yoga and how that deception has crept into the church. Um, and I've met her at a couple of conferences I've been at, but this was actually the first conference I had the opportunity to actually sit down with her, talk to her in person, uh, and actually just kind of do a, a laid back interview with her. Jan is very serious, but she's a straight man in the sense that she, when she hosts her event, she's like, she does one liner. She's funny. She's actually very funny. And, um, anyway, and so the interview you're going to see, it's about 13 minutes or so. It's what Randall said. Uh, so Randall, when you're ready, let me know. Uh, anytime. All right, go ahead and roll it. I actually haven't seen this, so this should be interesting for me to watch, too. All right, everybody, hey, welcome back. Glad you guys are able here to uh, connect with us again at the second annual Blessed Hope Prophecy Forum. That's where we're at here. And right now we are with Jan Markell. And if you don't know who Jan is, well, then let me just tell you who she is. She is, like, first of all, the only woman speaker at this event, which totally rocks. <laughs> Uh, she is a superhero to women everywhere in the in the world of Bible prophecy and, and radio, at least in my world. Well, thank you, Stacey. It's very kind of you. Yeah. Very and, you know, you I mean, you've been kind of a mentor to me in a way, you know, over the years. You probably didn't know that, but I thought I should I didn't I know that. that. I'm just glad to see your ministry growing. Yeah. So, yeah. anyway, and last night she gave this awesome speech on... Uh, the New World Order. The New World Order, which actually honestly surprised me that you would talk about that. No, no, it's in the Bible. That's right. It's in Revelation 13, the one world system, and the one world system under Antichrist is being prepared as we speak. It started back with Nimrod, and then every, almost every generation had an effort to rush to the one world system. So I just try to document how that happened, all the way through George Soros. And whoever is going to follow Soros, maybe it's the Antichrist going to follow Soros. He's not it. Uh, although he sure is like on his well, side, for he, sure. He's on his side. I, I call Soros the most evil man in the world yeah, today. I agree. Today. And he doesn't look happy, does he? No, he doesn't. Um, and he participated in the Holocaust, you know, but he was on, he was a Jew on the side of the Nazis. He was 14. Yeah. And yeah. whether he knew what he was doing, I don't know, but he's not a nice person. No. So let's just back up a little bit, though. For, let's, just in case some of my viewers, because some of them may not know who you are, so we have a different audience. Okay. Why, how did you get into what you're doing currently? When you do a radio show, you're on over 800 stations, right, all over the world. Well, that came later in my ministry. Um, I started out with pro-Israel organizations. I worked for Jews for Jesus. I was a part of a Messianic Jewish congregation, the seventh Messianic congregation on the planet. Wow. That was 82, 1982. Um, so it was a, that was a phenomenon that was just starting in the late 70s, early 80s. Um, then I formed Olive Tree Ministries, but I had an issue that some of your listeners may have that stuff, 
and that is um, I had an illness known as the chronic fatigue syndrome, which is a devastating illness. There's no diagnosis, there's no treatment, there's no cure. And I had it for 21 years, and that held me back. And then God took that away in the summer of 2000. I got up, and I wasn't tired after 21 years. God just took it away. And then I went into these other venues, avenues, uh, radio conferencing in 2001. So we started in one little radio station in 01 in Minneapolis. Started It was Minneapolis, Twin City, Salem in 01. And then little by little, you start expanding. You got to raise a lot of money for real radio. Right. So that takes that takes time. That's why we're not on real radio. Well, <laughs> you can do it, but yeah. you got to be patient. Yeah. Okay, so okay, and so now since two thousand and one, you've been on terrestrial radio. On which terrestrial radio? Yes, exactly. Or real yeah. radio. Real terrestrial radio and podcasting both. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But see, I appreciate that you're online because that's where I live. I live online, and so, and so do I. Yeah. 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 Get that. So okay, and what's your your main website? Just so people know. OliveTreeViews.org. OliveTreeViews.org. And the radio program is posted there. We have a store. We have articles. I do headlines every day. Uh, there's lots of info. Our conference uh, activity is all posted there. Yeah. yeah. You guys, she has the best conference ever. Uh, I watched. I actually watched your whole conference before you I came here. I did. Yeah, I did. I'm glad to hear it worked. <laughs> yeah. I, I did. Well, the nature of technology is to be touchy, but uh, yeah. a lot of people have watched it, about 300,000 around the world, in two weeks. That's crazy. That's the hum- hungry remnant. Yeah. So that's uh, encouraging. And they're here, too. So yeah. they're starving. So this is your first time at this conference. Yeah. And uh, what's it like being here at this conference? Well, again, I'm meeting plenty of the remnant, and, you know, people might say, well, what does Jan mean when she says that? I I would define it this way. I mean, the church is filled with lots of people. There are different levels of what they want to understand in life and what they want to stand theologically, information-wise, and it's probably a remnant, maybe 1% to 5%, that really wants to understand the times and, and contend for the faith, be discerning, consider the issues of end times. It's just a, a small percentage. And what you find here, or at my event, and any of these events, it, these people all come together, and it's like family reunion. Mm-hmm. And you don't know, you really don't know hardly anybody, but you're still all family member because you all love the same issues, you love the same Lord, you love the same um, subject matter, you love the same speakers. Mm-hmm. So it's it's just a, a good time to network and to be mutually uplifted. Yeah, see, I think that's super cool. Now, another thing, I mean, you're you're one of the only women I know that is in this realm. Yeah. I, you know, I've been doing Bible News Radio technically for 15 years. We've been, we started as a podcast three years ago. We went to video, which is what we're doing now. And I found that it's weird. It's very it's unusual that there's women. And I, I would, what's your, what's it been like being like a female broadcaster doing this type of news as opposed to the typical fluffy, you know, home, home type relationship type news well frankly i think the pioneer in all of that is a gal named janet partial she's been doing it probably 25 years yeah she's uh, she's somebody who inspired me and who does it brilliantly i believe she's now with moody 
um, yes. in the market. Yeah. Yeah. And, yep. and then um, Janet Mefford is very good at it. Now, do they look at end time issues? Not a whole lot. I'm, I may be the only one doing that that I know of. Now, even if I'm slighting someone unintentionally, I'm just not aware of other women in this particular genre. Uh, Topic. Do you hope that there would be, though? I do. Absolutely. I think there should be more of us. Absolutely. So if you're a woman, come forth. <laughs> Actually, you got to walk in your calling, though, right? Yeah, exactly. What would you say your calling is, this, like, biblically? Uh, well, I hope I'm an encourager. That's that's my first love, is encouraging people. Yeah. Um, I'm teaching to be my second Yeah, I thought you were speaking. I so, you know, just I I know you're encouraging people. I try. You try. Yeah. A blessing to some, a curse to others. That's what I've been told. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, the curse, the curse is is basically people who get irritated because I tell the truth. That's that's what that's about. You're, that will you're, hurt people absolutely. <laughs> One thing about you that I really enjoy is your, your dry sense of humor. Okay. Yeah. I was talking to Billy Crown yesterday and how you introduced him at the other conference. At your conference, his presentation was creepy. <laughs> that was so funny. Well, you know, artificial intelligence is. I mean, it's going to be used by the Antichrist, and that's why Billy and I and others are focusing on it, Eric Barger, um, because we see this going into the hands of the wrong people, Antichrist and company, right. his whole administration using uh, AI, using the surveillance, the fact that our phones are listening to us almost at all times. Yep. This should be concerning to people. It really should. What we say is not private. We could say something against the government. We're not, right. but we could, and we could have a knock on our door. Yeah. So this should be concerning. I mean, as long as I think we can be trusted, we're not crazy radicals. But the fact is, um, nothing is secret anymore. Nothing. Yeah. What well, if you guys didn't see the presentation Eric Barger did at her uh, conference? He actually talked about how the phone had no SIM card in it or anything, and they went and they they traveled with it, and at the end of the day. It they knew had everything. It knew everything. Every stop. Every footstep. You know what it reminded me of? You remember, you remember Grant Jeffrey, yeah, right? And, yeah, a friend of mine. Yeah, yes. he did He did a, um, a DVD called Shadow Government. Yes. And yes. that thing freaked me out when I initially See, saw it. See, Grant was ahead of his time. Yeah. He really was. He was into all of this 25 years ago. Yeah. But, like, the smart TV, the smart refrigerator, all of the smart so-called stuff, yeah. you know. I mean, it's it's such a way of regulating but they they trick us into giving up our privacy right for what well <laughs> i don't know that everybody knows they're giving up their privacy Not it's yet. in the small fine print but you're signing things away and you're signing your right to privacy away when you no matter what the device is and you know these things do great things too we get this gets the gospel around the world in an instant the gospel is around the world so no, nobody's anti-technology, but there's a dark side of it that we need to be aware of. That's the only thing we're saying. Yeah. Now, have you noticed, I'm just curious, because have you noticed with any of your stuff on the internet or Facebook or YouTube or Google that you've been censored in any way? Because we have. Yes. Um, 
recently we were censored uh, we were censored by Facebook uh, Kavanaugh whatever we were posting for Kavanaugh was being marginalized so that that's the most recent but it's been I was shut down by Google uh, by uh, YouTube three years ago uh, almost twice in a month one month I was shut down by YouTube all my lights were turned that's a thousand videos turned off you, if you don't think that doesn't hurt, I know, I know. Yeah, it's huge. It's just huge. So uh, we appealed. I went. I went to WorldNet Daily, and they went to them and said, "You know, we're going to blow this up and expose you." And the lights went back on. Then it happened two weeks later. And the, here's the thing, Stacy. That what I was talking about was benign. In one case, it was a Holocaust survivor giving her testimony. Controversial? No. In another case, it was um, Tom Doyle talking about Christian persecution in the Middle East. Now, between you and me, maybe there was a Muslim somewhere listening. I don't know, because why Holocaust survivor and Christian persecution, all lights went out. You know, I had to so jump were, through hoops. So you weren't even talking about the gay agenda. I was not being controversial. Okay. Cause, no. Yeah, because, I mean, we've gotten shut down for that. Well, that concerns me because next weekend my, my radio pro program is the gay agenda. Next weekend. So I'm curious to know what you said that got him mad. Well, I, I've been, uh, there's a book called After the Ball. Yeah, and that we talked about. Okay, so That's Turkey Matt. Next weekend. So what we're doing is I actually am going through that book. I have eight hours right now on YouTube. Okay. Going through that book. I've taken quotes. I've quoted all these guys, and I'm comparing it to today and what's happened. And we can't even not boost that on Facebook, and won't even let me pay to boost it. And and we're having the same problem if it's if it's a touchy topic, boosting. Yeah. 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 But that's interesting. After the ball, I don't know when it was written, but we talk about it next weekend. Yeah, 1989, I think. All right. Yeah. 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 So, all right. Well, you know, we could talk forever, I'm pretty sure. But I think our, I don't know, the things are probably starting to come out pretty soon. So, Jan, thank you for letting me Stacy, thank you for doing what you're doing. I appreciate yeah. that. All right. And uh, can you do me one favor? I will. Can you just say hi to my friend, Kim? Kim. Where, where's Kim? Kim Sauter. She's in Ohio. Kim Sauter in Ohio. I've spoken in Ohio. I know it well. Yeah. <laughs> she loves you. I just thought, you know, I'd say hi to her. <laughs> okay. All right. That's it. Thanks. Okay. There you are, everybody. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed that interview with Jan Markell. This is uh, honestly so cool for me as a, young, as a younger broadcaster to... Uh, be able to sit with somebody who actually in the world of Christian ministry is really kind of a legend is, you know, maybe a legend, <laughs> maybe a legend isn't the right term, but you know, somebody who's mm -hmm. very highly esteemed, um, in the world of broadcasting, especially as a woman and, and all that. So I hope you guys, hope you guys enjoyed that. That was, uh, Jan Markell, Olive Tree Views, Olive Tree Ministries is her ministry name, but olivetreeviews.org is her website you guys can go there you can sign up to get her she has a print e-letter she's got a regular email newsletter she's got a subscription program uh, she does conferences every year uh, generally speaking she's got bookstores so you can go over there you can follow her on facebook at the same thing uh, and you know just stay up to date on what she's doing um, and kim hopefully you, you heard the shout out i know how much you love jan and so I was like, at the very end, I was like, should I? Yeah, why not? So I'll have her shout you out. So hopefully, hopefully that thrills you a little bit. 
you know, and, and the, you know, the, the one thing that, that I took away from that interview, I took a lot away from it, but the thing that really stood out to me in that interview was, again, we talk about the issue of censorship and what's going on with, with these big companies, Facebook, Google, uh, you know, which is, you know, YouTube is owned by Google. And then you got Twitter, actually, Twitter's been kind of staying out of it, but although they do shadow ban on Twitter, um, but you know, when you have a thousand of your videos and the light is turned off, like to use her vernacular, you know, that, that actually cuts into, you know, your reach and the reach of the gospel. And, you know, what she was sharing as far as, uh, as far as, you know, that goes was, you know, she was basically talking about a Holocaust survivor and then Christian persecution, you know, normal people just saying normal people are uh, not going to get offended by um, exposing Christian persecution, especially as a Christian, because we want people to see that. And, you know, she was probably right on when it was probably a Muslim that probably did it, more than likely. And yeah, it'd be one thing if it was, you know, just that video flagged or whatever, this video unavailable, but, you know, her whole account shut yeah. down, all thousand videos, inaccessible for, for a period of time. Yeah, and, well, they discussed. and if they were being monetized, which most likely they were, yeah. you know, then she lost some income that way too. I know, I mean, I know L.A. Marzulli shared with us that he lost $3,500 a month from YouTube, you know. So there's censorship going on, mm-hmm. and um, I just thought it was super um, important that you, that you hear what Jan has to say. So she's been on the receiving end of it as well. And, you know, here's the thing you got to think about. Should Christians just, you know, think about this. Should Christians just go ahead and and put their show on Christian platforms? No, I don't think so. I think that we need to be taking the technology back for the Lord. And I think that that is, um, you know, so in a sense, I kind of, you know, I believe that, uh, that we should expect some of this kickback from some of these places that they're, their God isn't Jesus, right? Their God is money, generally speaking. The gods of Baal, if you will. Um, and, you know, and so, of course, when you have the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords being mentioned and people are getting set free by the name of Jesus, you know, these people don't like that. Especially, and, you know, if you talk about anti-Semitism, anti-Semitism is still rampant. And it's actually very big in the church today, which is extremely tragic because anybody who's an anti-Semite and claims to be a Christian doesn't know God's word at all, at all. And uh, to, to you know, there's Holocaust deniers out there. They actually believe that the Holocaust didn't even exist. To which I would say, hmm, then then you're blind as a bat because, or you're willfully ignorant because you know, explain the tattoos on some of the survivors of it, and explain, you know, why the Jews were wiped out you know, by Hitler and, and, you know, numerous other dictators around the world. Um, it's, it is insane. It's completely insane. By the way, I want to thank Aaron and Kristen for joining our text message list during the show. Really appreciate you guys. Hopefully you enjoy what we send out. Um, and, uh, thanks for letting me know what your name is. That way I can put it with your number and I can, when I address you, I can say, Hey, hi, Aaron. Thanks for responding to that. Hi, Kristen. Thank you for responding to that. So anyway, um, and the other thing I didn't know about Jan was that she was miraculously healed of um, of uh, chronic fatigue, which, you know, anybody who knows anybody that's ever been, you know, had that happen, you know, um, 
that's a big deal to be to be healed of that so that's very cool all right speaking of uh these issues let me also um well, before I do that, let me let me thank our sponsor, Ariel Ministries. Um, Ariel is uh, is our main sponsor, and if you guys don't know the work of Dr. Arnold Fruchtenbaum, uh, he is highly regarded and, and respected in the world of uh, of the Messianic world in in particular. And they have partnered with us, given us a twenty percent discount on anything in their bookstore. Uh, all you gotta do is use the coupon code Bible News when you go there and check it out. Okay. Check it out. In fact, we actually have a we have a free Bible study from Dr. Fruchtenbaum on our website. If you go there, just to BibleNewsRadio.com, click on that link up there. It's called the Local Church. It's like a forty-three page, forty-something page, uh, free Bible study. It'll get sent right directly to you uh, in your email, and uh, you can check that out as well as the other resources, including a um, DVD set, uh, which is a Israel tour, uh, which you can actually go visit Israel without going there via DVD. It's $29, you guys. That's a great resource for anybody to have uh, narrated, filmed beautifully, and you save 20% when you use the coupon code Bible News. So check out, check that out too. Make it, make, give somebody a, you know, a Hanukkah gift or a, or a Christmas gift or a birthday gift. Give yourself a gift uh, by getting that, the Historical Geographical Israel Study Tour. I know I'm looking forward to watching it, so let me know if you get it, because I want to know if you're uh, if you're if you're going to get it. Also, I want to uh, thank uh, Harvest uh, House Ministries for giving us some books to to uh, help promote prayer. There's a book called Fearless Prayer, also on our website. This is our offering this month for as as quantities last, basically. Uh, this is a book by Dr. Craig Hazen. And it's called Fearless Prayer, Why We Don't Ask and Why We Should. And we're giving that away uh, for $15 or more. You can buy that at our store. That will actually help support Bible News Radio and the work that we do. You can go ahead and click through there uh, and do that. Uh, Lee Strobel actually uh, endorsed this book. You might recall Lee Strobel is the author of The Case for Christ. And um, and that's it's pretty high praise. He said it's insightful, inspiring, and a compelling book. And my hope and prayer is that as you read this book, you guys, your prayer life will increase and you'll begin to see the Lord move in your life in a very mighty way. I really, really hope that that's the case. So if you want to support our ministry, $15, that includes shipping. So it's just $15 straight. We'll go ahead and get that in the mail to you as soon as possible once you purchase it from us over at BibleNewsRadio.com. All right, speaking of Christian or anti-Semitism rather, um, over on Liberty Council's website, uh, the new press release that they posted today is titled Farrakhan Dehumanizes Jews. So, you know, um, Louis Farrakhan, who is the Nation of Islam leader and an anti-Semite, listen to this, who has praised Hitler, recently called the Jews termites, a term Nazis used to dehumanize Jews. He further accused Jews of destroying everything good about the world. Really now? Really? Uh, Louis Farrakhan's racist language is the kind of dehumanizing rhetoric used by Hitler that laid the groundwork for the Holocaust, said Matt Staver, founder and chairman of Christians in Defense of Israel and Liberty Council. Anyone who associates with him and will not condemn his outrageous rhetoric are complicit with Farrakhan. There are many high-ranking Democratic leaders from former President Barack Obama to Keith Ellison that have stood by Farrakhan. 
Uh, not to mention, well, yeah, I was just going to say, they did say President Barack Hussein Obama. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, I call on them to condemn Farrakhan's racist and dangerous rhetoric, said Staver. Farrakhan spoke at an event on Sunday to mark the 23rd anniversary of the Nation of Islam's Million Man March and Holy Day of Atonement in Detroit. Note, Detroit, dear Bornistan, remember? Okay. In his address, he said, so when they talk about Farrakhan, call me a hater, you know what they do. Call me an anti-Semite. Stop it. I'm anti-termite. Farrakhan later posted a segment of his speech on Twitter with the caption, I'm not an anti-Semite, I'm anti-termite. Twitter will not suspend Farrakhan over the tweet, though the social media platform has penalized others. It appears there's a double standard at work. You think? You think? Do you really think that there is a double standard at work? Hmm. Farrakhan previously bashed Jews in Israel at the Nation of Islam's annual uh, Savior's Day event. He has consistently described the Jewish synagogue as the synagogue of Satan and has claimed that satanic Jews control everything and mostly everybody. Farrakhan also claims that Jews caused the Holocaust and blames them for 9-11. The irony of it all. Uh, Farrakhan also praised Adolf Hitler. He said, the Jews don't like Farrakhan, so they call me Hitler. Well, that's a good name. Hitler was a very good man. Go ahead and go ahead and... Some of you guys who are seeing some of the spammers in our Periscope, please block them. Farrakhan also has called white people white devils and potential humans who haven't evolved yet. He said publicly in 2015, white people deserve to die, and they know, uh, so they think it's us coming to do it. And yet, you know, it's interesting. I have to say, the irony of it all is that you got people like Bill and Melinda Gates who support Margaret Sanger, a Planned Parenthood, whose goal, she's a eugenicist, and the Gates are also eugenicists. Their whole goal is to wipe out the black population. So Farrakhan, spiritually blinded for sure, but also very ignorant of the very people who are trying to wipe off his race. Right. And all this, it's, it's, it's um, very interesting. Yeah, Jews, you know, nothing, nothing good ever come out of Jews, forget Yeshua, let's start with him, you know, Jonas Salk, uh, Albert Einstein, you know, and depending on where you want to go with, you know, Steven Spielberg, uh, Leonard Bernstein, you know, we go on and on and on and on. The disproportionate contribution that Jews have made to the arts and sciences. And anyway, yeah. Yeah. It says here, before the Holocaust, Jews were demeaned, dehumanized, and blamed for the evils of society. Such despicable rhetoric paved the way for the slaughter of six million Jews. We cannot remain silent today when someone like Louis Farrakhan follows the path of Nazis. I condemn Farrakhan's racist statements and call on others, especially those who have supported or stood by him to do the same, concluded Matt Staver. Liberty Council is an international nonprofit litigation, education, and policy organization dedicated to advancing religious freedom, the sanctity of life, and the family since 1989 by providing pro bono assistance and representation on these and related topics. Anyway, you can actually learn more about Liberty Council by going to lc.org. Um, and you know what? They actually they they share the truth. Unfortunately, it's very tragic. All right, the other thing um, I wanted to share with you is that according to LGBTQ Nation, uh, their website, uh, they are upset because 
because Donald Trump, our president, um, actually may, uh, I guess there's kind of some talks going around that he might actually appoint Michelle Bachman as the next United Nations ambassador. So there's an article titled, Is Trump About to Name Michelle Bachman the Next UN, UN Ambassador? Is Donald Trump considering appointing former Republican Congresswoman and failed presidential candidate Michelle Bachman as the new United Nations ambassador? If the religious right has their way, he will. You know, it's interesting. If, if they wrote about Hillary Clinton, their favorite, do you think that they would call her a failed presidential candidate? Let's remember who the real failed presidential candidate is. It's Hillary Rodden Clinton. Despite the way that they tried to cheat and get the thing, she's still lost. <laughs> anyway, it says here, former UN Ambassador Nikki Haley abruptly resigned shortly after ethics complaints were lodged against her. Her resignation means the alleged violations will never be investigated. Bachman, best known for her outlandish conspiracy theories and anti-LGBTQ activism, has about as much respect on the world stage as Donald Trump. Nicknamed Crazy Eyes after a photo of her on the cover of Time magazine showed her in mid-froth, Bachman has about as much respect for civil rights and the truth as Trump. So, of course, modern-day evangelical leaders are pushing her forward, yeah. I'm not going to read the rest of this rhetoric, but I will say Michelle Bachman, who is honest, She's a woman of integrity. Her husband, Marcus Bachman, has been dragged through the mud because he actually helps homosexuals who want change. As a therapist, um, they, have, they have been vilified and crucified in the media left and right. And if Donald Trump decides to appoint Michelle Bachman as a UN ambassador, good for him and good for the world, in my opinion. People will just have to go to therapy if they can't deal with it. All right, lastly, over on thegatewaypundit.com, I want to read you this article titled, Huge, Supreme Court Will Hear Case to Decide if Far-Left Text Giants Can Censor Users. Uh, for over a year, the Gateway Pundit has spoken out about how the tech and social media giants are censoring and eliminating conservative publishers and conservative content. Uh, in September, the Gateway Pundit founder, Jim Hoft, testified to Congress on Facebook targeting of conservative, conservative publishers and content. Uh, so this is what it says here. Um, These powerful tech firms act as gatekeepers and prevent content from being shared online. In 2016, we were one of the few conservative sites that supported candidate Trump along with Breitbart, The Drudge Report, InfoWars, Zero Hedge, and Conservative Treehouse. We are proud of our efforts to report the truth that led to Trump's historic win. In 2017, Harvard and Columbia Journalism Review found that the Gateway Pundit was the fourth most influential conservative news source in the 2016 election. Because of this, we were targeted and have, have seen our numbers related to Facebook and Twitter decline dramatically. Interestingly, I can also say I, Bible News Radio, have seen my numbers decline dramatically on Twitter's platform as well as on Facebook. So that's not a big shock to me personally. But anyway, in February, F Facebook launched another algorithm change to their platform. With the changes, we saw our traffic dwindle even further. The algorithmic change caused President Donald Trump's engagement on Facebook posts to plummet a whopping 45%. Facebook is doing this to a, top number, a number of top conservative sites. A recent Pew study found that 71% of Americans 
see how tech giants are censoring political content. A Gateway Pundit June study of top conservative news outlets found that Facebook eliminated 93% of traffic to top conservative websites. In fact, I actually know a number of people who are in conservative Christian media. You can no longer see their stuff on Facebook. Uh, it says here, Facebook began stamping out conservative news in January 2017. Top conservative sites have seen a 93% decrease in traffic from Facebook since that time. So from 93.7 million to 6.8 million, uh, that's, that's the reach, right? So think about 93 million, almost 94 million people saw news, and now only almost 7 million. Yeah. Don't think that that doesn't hurt the bottom dollar. It says here, we have another study on Facebook censorship coming out in July. Um, and then it goes on to say, the U.S. Supreme Court has decided to hear a case on whether users can challenge social media companies on free speech grounds. From CNBC News, it says the Supreme Court has agreed to hear a case that could determine whether users can challenge social media companies on free speech grounds. The case, Manhattan Community Access Corp. v. Halleck, number 17-702, centers on whether a private operator of a public access television network is considered a state actor which can be sued for First Amendment violations. The case could have broader implications for social media and other media outlets. In particular, a broad ruling from the high court could open the country's largest technology companies up to First Amendment lawsuits. That could shape the ability of companies like Facebook, Twitter, and Alphabet's Google to control the content on their platforms as lawmakers clamor for more regulation and activists on the left and right spar over issues related to censorship and harassment. The Supreme Court accepted the case on Friday. It is the first case taken by a reconstituted high court after Justice Brett Kavanaugh's confirmation earlier this month. So that should be something worth worth uh, watching because, um, well, because it should be. And honestly, if you're watching this show, you're one of the few that actually know about it because platforms. It kind of scares me that the Supreme Court has taken it up, though. Why is that? Well, because just on the surface, these are private companies, you know, control of their data centers. You know, and, you know, the, the wires and the internet cables that run into their uh, facilities, whatever. Um, you know, what happens inside their walls is is their business. Um, although, you know, if you're a bakery that won't, you know, bake a same-sex wedding cake, that's not your business. Or if you're a florist that won't give, you know, flowers to a same-sex wedding ceremony, that's not your business. You're legally required to do that. But if if the tech giants are made to capitulate, for back of, lack of a better word, and, you know, kind of not censor anything, it seems to me to set sort of a dangerous, dangerous precedent, especially at the Supreme Court level, that says really there's no private control of any business, even though there's private ownership, that you have to cater to anyone and everyone for whatever reason or no reason at all. Yep. And so that kind of worries me. You know, if it was like a municipal court or a county court, something like that, it's one thing. But the Supreme Court has taken it up. And so any way it comes down is, I think, going to set um, a precedent that no one may like. 
Yeah. Well, you know, it'll be it'll be interesting to watch. Uh, before our show ends, though, I have to thank uh, those of you who donate to our show, you pillars of the community. That's what I call you, you pillar you. Anyway, you're somebody that donates once a month to us. So I want to say thank you for that. If you're new to the show and you like the show and you want to donate to us, uh, this is a two-person-run operation. We air every single day, Monday through Friday, for an hour. We interview top people in the Christian world, politics, etc., and uh, we run on your donations and one sponsor. So if you if you find it in your heart to support us, please go over to BibleNewsRadio.com forward slash give, uh, and uh, and just you know support us that way. Also, if you are in need of legal shield assistance. Uh, or identity theft protection, please contact me directly and I can get you set up uh, for Legal Shield and identity theft protection for as low as almost $35 a month. You can, be, you can get covered, you can get your will done, and a whole bunch of other benefits. Um, that actually, well, that's our, that's our tent making job, if you will, uh, to help offset some of the costs of producing this show for you every single day. So you can, you can contact me directly or go to bit.ly forward slash all capitals protect me. Uh, and get in touch with me about that. Uh, so I would love to help you out in that way as well. All right, so tomorrow, I believe, is Friday, which means it's free-for-all Friday. So we may have another interview to play, play for you tomorrow, or we may not. So you'll just have to tune in and see. We haven't decided yet. Uh, but anyway, I hope you guys have a great rest of your night. Thank you for sharing the show out, for being part of our audience and supporters. And as I always say at the end of every show, be bold. Stand up and go with God because he loves you. And don't ever forget that, right? Don't be ashamed of the gospel and don't let the devil get you down. Because you know what? If the devil's harassing you, it's because you're doing something right for God. So stand up, be bold, stand up, and go with God because he loves you. And in the end, really, that's all that matters. Okay? So we'll see you tomorrow. <laughs>